0: This is Burlington Behind the Story, where we give you an inside look at the week's biggest stories and learn more from the journalists who reported them. I'm John Luca D'Elia.
1: And I'm Lisa Brode. And this week we are talking, actually to you, John Luca, about a story you worked on this week about the point-in-time study um, regarding homelessness in Burlington County. So, first of all, for people who don't know, what is a point-in-time study?
0: So, a point-in-time count is an initiative that's led by the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development um, and locally in New Jersey. uh, The initiative is kind of led by NJ Monarch Housing, which is a nonprofit that advocates for affordable housing. It's based out of North Jersey in Cranford. And it's a count on a single day, usually one day in January, where people go out into different parts of their community, statewide and across the nation, and try to get a count of how many people are experiencing homelessness on that day. And basically it kind of gives you a a snapshot in time. They always do it one day in January every year. I think this is the sixth year that they've done it. They started in 2014. Um, Basically they kind of set up a different hubs for where people who are experiencing homelessness go to whether those be local churches or ministries or food pantries and soup kitchens, the most common gathering places during the day that people who are homeless might go to. And they come there with all different kinds of resources and hot food and medical services, and they also conduct these surveys to see where people were staying the night before they came there that day, Um, whether it's some kind of homeless shelter, a domestic violence shelter, or if people are living in the streets. Um, And it's meant to give people an idea of what trends are involving homelessness in all the counties of New Jersey and identify what places might need more funding for homeless initiatives and things like that.
1: So you actually went out there for the study. Yeah. Um, What did you see while you were out there? Did you get to talk to anyone?
0: I did. So I visited the Seventh-day Adventist Church in Mount Holly. This was on Wednesday of last week. And there, there were a lot of people out there, and it was really surprising to kind of get this idea of what homelessness looks like in our county, because even reporters like us were out and about all the time, but we don't always see it. And it was interesting to learn who these people are and where they're staying and how they got into their situations.
1: So I think I remember in your story referencing, you were referencing a young woman, I believe. Yes. Um, Did you see a range of ages, genders, or were there any trends that you noticed while you were out there?
0: There was definitely a range of ages. I was really surprised to see a lot of elderly homeless and people over 65, but people who were really young too. And it really was a wide range of ages, Um, anywhere from people in their 30s to people who were above 70. And... People who I talked to there, um, though I didn't see this age demographic at the church, said that there's a lot of people as young as 17 who are living out in the streets too, which is really sad to hear.
1: Did you get any sense of some of the commonalities in the stories or um, what challenges these people are facing?
0: There's a lot of the um, ways that we normally hear of people becoming homeless. certain kinds of addictions, substance abuse, and mental health issues, but there's also a lot of situations that that don't fit those kinds of criteria and people who just get into tough situations or don't have family support to help them when they fall on hard times. Uh, So it was interesting to see how many different situations there are and nothing is really black and white when it comes to how people end up in the streets.
1: So do you have an idea um, over time what any of the trends have been in Burlington County uh, regarding homelessness?
0: Based on the last two point in time counts, the county has been saying that it's been on a downward trend. And of course, it's, it's not the most accurate count because it's just one day. So there could always be more people out there who just weren't at a point in time count on that day. But two years ago, it was around 800 people. And then last year, it went down to a number around 500. And this year's final count has yet to come out. Um, but they do it based on all the surveys that they do at the point in time count. So I'm interested to see what direction it goes in next.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I mean, it's it's hard to think about because in so many other areas, homelessness is so much more visible. Um, exactly. In Burlington County, it seems to be a little bit more invisible. Do you have any sense of where people go at night? Is it a lot of living in cars or?
0: It's a whole range of different things. I, um, it was interesting The the woman I talked to, her name is Teresa. She was in her early thirties and grew up in Mount Laurel and even held a job as a teacher for a while. And she was telling me that there really isn't a particular hub that people go to. Because when you think of the larger cities near us, like Philadelphia or Trenton or Camden, those are... People know that there's a homeless population there and you might expect to see these people in the streets more. And even on my own commute to work, taking Route 29 in Trenton every day on my way here, I I see people panhandling in the streets every day. So you know it's there and it's very visible. In Burlington County, it's not as much that way. And there's a lot of homeless people here who don't want to go to those other cities. Um, So a lot of people, if they have cars, they do sleep in their cars in different places. And a lot of people camp in the woods. Um, either in the Pinelands or even woods in the northern part of the county. When I talked to Teresa, she said she sleeps outside the library a lot, and she has a tent. She said she has a tarp to keep it covered when it gets rainy out. And then in emergencies, um, people get in touch with Code Blue to bring them to the nearest shelter, either if it's, if it's below freezing outside or if there's some kind of weather emergency like a hurricane. Here's what Teresa had to say about her experience.
2: It's like kind of everyone for themselves. A lot of people with substance abuse issues go to Camden or go to Trenton. The only places that you can really go for shelter are in those areas. I'd rather stay in the woods by the library, read a book, go to social services, try to do what I can do, than go to places that kick you out of the shelter at 8 in the morning in Camden or Trenton. And then what are you surrounded by? Especially being a female, the challenge is being a female are unique. True. You have to be kind of gangster, you know, because you're not into all the craziness of the world, and you just want to get off the streets. You have to go, oh, this, that, oh, I don't want anything. What I want is my day, my job, to get out of this situation. So hopefully I can help other people. So I sleep outside
3: of the life. So that
2: I have the resources between the library, the computer, and a member of the county for years, a member of the library for 11, and that's in between that and social services and food pantries. So I utilize the resources that are around me and try to help other people to access those resources.
1: So, um, I think for a lot of people when they think of homelessness, it's, it's hard to think about. Um, is there any way for people who want to get involved, uh, anything that they can do or anyone they can contact?
0: What's interesting is that a lot of people who volunteer to hand out care packages and serve food to people experiencing homelessness during the point-in-time count is that a lot of these people volunteering have experienced homelessness themselves and they want to find ways that they can help out and also make the people who show up to these events feel comfortable because the people helping them out are people who have been in their shoes, and they don't have to fear that somebody is judging them. One of those volunteers was Darlene Trappier. She is the pastor of a local church called New Beginnings Christian Center, and she experienced homelessness herself as a kid. So helping out in the point-in-time count with volunteers from her church is a way of giving back for her.
3: Well, 19-year-old girl, homeless. Yeah, my mother was addicted to gambling and she. I came home one day and she had forged my signature on my welfare check. I'm from California and when I asked her for it, she gave me 10 minutes to get out of her house. My son's father was in the military. He was in the Navy at the time. He was out to sea. And I had $10, I had a diaper bag, I what? had a stroller, and I had my suitcase. So we slept in the park for three days. And that night I cried out and I said, God, if you get me out of the situation that I'm in and put me in a position, uh, position where I can help alleviate, I can't do it all, but I can do my part so people won't feel what I'm feeling. To not have an address is to not have an identity. To not have an identity, you don't even feel human. When they come out here, we have a hot meal ready for them. Um, they can also sit down and get the survey. And after they do the survey, we have a sack lunch for them to take with them. Um, we also have hygiene kits here where they can take with them, which includes um, toiletries and hats, gloves, socks, um, scarves. Um, they can go to the Hope One Mobile to get a free ID if they don't have one. Um, they will not be arrested if they look and find that there's something on their record that's not what they're here to do today. It's just to give them an ID so that they can get access to services. Because in, 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 in Burlington County and probably through all of the counties in New Jersey without an ID, you can't go anywhere and you can't get any, right. any assistance. I'm um, also, the health department is here. They're doing blood, tra- uh, blood pressure checks. They're doing HIV screening. They're giving the hepatitis screening and the sh- hepatitis A screening and the shots. They're also giving flu shots. Um, it's to make them feel whole again. And yes. some, even if it's minute, to make them feel important. And sometimes that ID makes them feel connected to resources again.
0: So people can reach NJ211, um, which is a a statewide resource center and hotline that's available 24-7. And they also have the option to text them if you have access to a cell phone. So you can text HELP to 898211, which is their texting line. And then Burlington County also has this very unique housing hub. Um, so it's kind of like this one-stop service for people who have fallen on some kind of housing insecurity um, or are homeless to find all the resources and services they need in one spot. So that's set up at Burlington County's Human Services Building, and that's at 795 Wood Lane Road in West Hampton, and they're open from 8.30 to 4.30 every day of the week, Monday to Friday.
1: Great. Well, thank you, John
0: Thank you. To read the full story and listen to more podcasts, visit BurlingtonCountyTimes.com. And we will talk to you again next Thursday.
1: Thanks for listening.